This is episode 000020, Where the Tubes At? <laughs> coming, I don't know. <laughs> coming to you from the mind of the sentient pickup designing computer at Fishman. <laughs> it's the tone control. <laughs> tone. <laughs> Today, at 16.23 hours, the Fishman computer, the Fishman pickup designing computer became self-aware. I'm a monster! It it decided our fate in a millisecond. Oh, boy. People chasing through the streets with pitchforks and flame. So you're going Frankenstein's monster with this, and I'm going Terminator with it. Oh, okay. Well... Whatever. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) So choose your own adventure for the listener. (laughs) 20 episodes. 20 episodes. And and 19 recorded properly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, 18, because we had that that live one that was kind of a... Yeah, pretty good... uh, A little messy. Pretty good stats, huh? (laughs) Yeah. We're doing all right. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I was like, wow, 20... Yeah. 20. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt that way about 19, too, and I don't really have anything else to say about it. Uh But I I think now, every episode, I'm just going to be like, wow, 21. Huh, 22. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Quite proud of yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. We're going to hit some milestone and be like having a major like midlife crisis as a podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. What's new? Uh, Should I tell an interesting story? I don't know if I have. I think I told all my stories. You can tell whatever you want. If if I already heard it, I'll pretend. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a story? I'm not sure I have a story. Um, Beth told me this crazy story when she got home from work today. Is it podcast safe? Uh, Well, it's our podcast, so. Yeah, but like, (laughs) does it contain incriminating information for anyone we would know or care about um not no i mean that you beth sound told really me, sure of yourself <laughs> um beth works with a lot of old people so there's mm-hmm. a lot of old people stories that come out of come out of her place of work let's just leave it there okay <laughs> pretty good it's pretty uh i mentioned like she sent me a, a text earlier today and it was I got got to read it to you. It was so absurd. Okay. Okay. Cute story. You'll never guess where I found someone's dentures this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And then, then she follows up. I'll tell you later. And I said, what? You can't leave me with that. (laughs) So, but she did. And then she came home and told me the rest and I'm just going to let everyone else wonder. All right. (laughs) In other news. In guitar news, for example, we have some guitar news for the show. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to think we're slightly more prepared. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> this time. Put a little bit put a little bit of effort. I even put a little bit of effort into preparing for the show today. Right on. So that's new and yeah. different. Yeah, you know, the last few it's been like I said this to you and I suppose the listeners should know just so we're, you know, fully transparent. We here. like to be all on the um, same page. Yeah, uh, a lot of times I find a news story and I'm like, hey, neat. I'll add that to the notes. I'll learn more about it later so I can talk about it on the show. And, <laughs> and then when later, do you learn about it? And then later happens like 20 seconds after we hit record. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, reading one chapter ahead of the class. <laughs> For me, it happens right after one of us says like the title of the news item. Oh, yeah. And then you read so, the next uh, line. Yeah, I give myself like <laughs> that 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 pregnant pause when we're in our heads playing back the little guitar stab thing. Yeah. That's when I learn about it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so we're trying to do a little better at that. And, um, Hey man, we're busy though. So chill out. Yeah. You know, cut yourself some slack and whatever you want. Mm -hmm. All right. So you got the first one. I do. 
Well, first we're going to say thank you to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the podcast once again. Pedalgenie.com slash Tone Control. Yeah. And when you, when you sign up, tell them you heard about it on the Tone Control. That's right. And we will be much grateful for you. Thank you. <laughs> much grateful? Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Such wow. Such wow. Such, Let's do the thanks. news. Let's do the news. Save me. Okay. First one. Mission engineering, Gemini, uh, bleh, crash, burn. What a great, what a great. Yeah, whatever. Great start. Play the sound. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is. So mission engineering has released something called the Gemini one and spoiler alert, there's a Gemini two also, but, and some no other, kidding. some other such things. Yeah. So this is a, uh, it's a one twelve powered guitar cabinet and it's made to be used with your different kinds of uh, modeling amps, like, like the Kemper system or like the, um, the pod pro the rack mount ones or the 11 rack, things like that. Axe effects. Um, so they have uh, they have uh, the Gemini One as one by twelve. It's a hundred and ten watt, you know, powered system uh, that uses a twelve inch low frequency driver and a one inch coaxial high frequency driver, which they mount right into the center, like where the dust cover is going to be on the twelve inch, so that it kind of all the sound is emanating from the same focus point, mm-hmm. right? So you don't have like a so like, you don't have a speaker and a horn like right, on a PA right, speaker. Exactly. Yeah. So there isn't like there isn't phase distortions or differences even when you're miking it up close. So you could treat it just like a real guitar amp, you know? Like yeah. so you could take if you're using your 11 rack or Axe FX or whatever as your amplifier, those don't have a power amp built into them, right? So this is your speaker has a power amp built into it. And it even has yeah. an active it has active crossovers between those two uh drivers and then an active tone circuit as well that will kind of kind of fade between a flat signal or one that's more like a guitar cabinet so the flat signal would be more like kind of a pa um which would be more dry like the 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 sound right out of one of those modeling amps but the guitar which is probably more important if you're really modeling a cab heavy in something like the fractal system sure right you could be modeling different cabs for different sounds other yeah. if if on the other hand you you can you turn the knob the other way and you end up with sort of a guitar speakery kind of thing which will kind of usually that means they're less harsh sounding because if you've ever mm-hmm. tried to play on stage and your your guitar amp is mic'd but it's not really loud enough to serve as a monitor on stage. A lot of small clubs, it's like this. Um, so your monitor is coming back at you through a floor wedge. It never sounds the same as right. using your guitar speaker as a monitor, and it it won't feed back the right way because it'll be kind of too much high frequency focus. Um, yeah, at least it loses that oomph from the, from the cab. Yeah, basically. so so yeah. you can kind of tailor it to how you're used to playing. Seems like a pretty sweet system, uh, and it's compatible with any power, like anywhere in the world. You know, one one hundred to two forty volt input, fifty or sixty hertz compatible. Just plug it in. You just need the right kind of cable, which it probably ships with them, right? V lock oh, power cables. So. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to ship with a, a special power cable that locks in place, so you don't have to worry about it getting pulled out. This has mono or stereo input, either on a single cable or two quarter inch cables they also take xlr cables they're combo jacks so depending on what outputs you're using like you take out of your 11 rack your fractal you can take them out as xlrs so they're fully balanced and then if you have two of these you can do like a real true stereo you can that's right you could do one into each one side into each or it'll actually you can go into it and then carry a stereo signal out so you can actually direct record out of or direct go into a pa in stereo directly out of this amp and still use the speaker in it. Like it has a lot, a lot of options, uh, including also USB connectivity. So if you're fractal or whatever, I guess these might have USB output. Um, that will also work. Um, take your signal directly. doesn't even have to convert to analog. It has a, a 192 kilohertz, 24 bit full quality digital to analog converter built in. So it'll take the digital signal right out of your modeler. Uh, I think the idea is that you would take your 
uh, XFX2 or, or 11 rack or whatever, go into the cab and then you can use the cab. Like they, they kept saying in the pro guitar shop video, you could use it as like a studio monitor basically, yeah, but yeah. then take, take the output from the cab and go into the recording interface. Yep. So you're basically just playing through and you could probably put that, the cab itself, the Gemini one or two in the live room and treat it like a guitar cab and get the direct out of the, mm-hmm. so the you could unit. perform in the studio and, and have the feeling of a thumping guitar speaker next to you while you play and, and use right. it to get like the feedback out of it, which you like, if you're using doing direct recording through modeling amps, that's one of the things you'll miss out on is yep. being able to play feedback and, and really get those crazy tones and stuff. Yeah. Um, so additionally to this, they have um, they have a matching head mount, which is essentially a 19-inch rack space that will fit your Pod Pro or your 11 rack or your Axe FX that matches this cab that has the it's black like Telex and everything. It's like a 4U or something, right? Uh, it's a 4U. The- it looks like it has a spacer, so kind of like all the... I know the, the Pod and the 11 rack and the Axe FX are 2U units. Yep. So they'll take up sort of the top half of this and then there'll be an airspace for cooling or whatever. But I don't know, maybe you could take that out and use all four spaces too. Maybe. But yeah, like you said, it matches. It's got the chrome corners and the black Tolex and the white piping. And mm-hmm. even like the spacer has the same grill cloth. So it looks really right. pretty pretty uh, sharp. And I'm pretty sure I clicked around on here and saw a Gemini 2. Yeah, it's down at the bottom which of the picture, which was... Is a I'd, 212. This is pretty cool. I can't find it now. Anyway, I was reading it earlier, and it's a 212, and that has two fully independent of these systems in it, in a sense. like It actually has two of the 110-watt discrete amplifiers. So when you go stereo into it, it is a stereo 212 cab. Cool. In the truest sense. So for these types of amplifiers, there's a lot you can do with stereo effects and even even stereo amplified like like yeah. modeling uh two different amplifiers at the same time and so oh yeah oh man because a lot of people get their tones from blending different amps yeah. and like oh. and and i think we're going to touch on this a little later a maybe a certain delay pedal that has a dry and a wet out so uh-huh. that you can actually use like we were watching that a video one time of a guy using uh one amplifier just for his wet like Right. time effects and then his dry signal was coming through uh, his first amplifier mm-hmm. so you could do this all in one with with those systems so i think it's cool it's very cool these things also have bluetooth believe it or not so you can hook oh. up something like positive grid on your ipad or something and then just direct right into it from oh. using bluetooth pretty cool very cool yeah i i was I, I said this to you when you put this on the show notes at first. I, I said, my reaction to this is surely going to be, where are the tubes at? <laughs> Send this thing home. But um, but when I see that they've taken the time for to do the, the active EQ control that um, will allow you to do the kind of PA speaker flat sound or turn it the other way and get a more guitar speaker type sound, I think that's important and that, that really makes this a usable thing. And the modeling stuff is getting so good these days that yeah. a lot of guys really are just using that and, and getting great stuff. So yeah. I guess I'm, you know, I need to get off my Apple box or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and mission engineering makes great stuff anyway. I mean, I've only really known them for their, like, um, a lot of their like expression controls and switchers and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they've got a certain quality about them, I think. So I'm sure this is nothing short of awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, did we get a price? Uh, you can get a bundle that includes the uh, blank 19-inch rack head enclosure and the 112 guitar cab for uh, $1,300. I'm rounding. The Gemini 1 by itself, just the speaker, is uh, $1,099. The head uh, enclosure by itself, the rack mount head enclosure, is 249 Boy, that seems kind of like a lot for just a box, but yeah. um, Gemini Two is fifteen hundred. Yeah, fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, but that's your power amp and your speaker. You know, that's true. So, and a really well built. Yep. Uh, cab, obviously. So. Yep. yep. Well, you know, good gear costs money, so mm-hmm. that's right. Deal with it. Deal with it. Next, Next up, boss. What are we gonna say? This Waza. Waza. Yep. Waza. 
boss. Huzza! Craft. <laughs> Did you watch the video? Uh, I watched a few of their, like, a few of the boss demo videos. Okay. Great. Just the like, one where he talks about it and he's, he's like, he has an overdub voice. Because obviously oh, he's speaking uh, Japanese. Yeah. No, I didn't see that one. Okay. Why? Well, that uh, that explains why you didn't know how to say it. Because he says oh, Waza. Yeah. Okay. Waza! Waza! <laughs> anyway, uh, Waza is the Japanese term for art and technique. This is from Boss, by the way. Uh, and <laughs> each of these special special edition pedals proudly carries the Waza symbol to represent the artful wisdom and tech-savvy spirit following within Boss design and craftsmanship. So if you're not aware, Boss is a Japanese company, of course. Uh, and they have built three pedals, uh, somewhat reissued one, uh, with this new, like, what they're calling Wazacraft, which is basically... Hey, let's make a pedal that's good. Let's use good <laughs> components and try to improve upon our designs a little bit. Yeah, so the footprint is the same. They just, they look pretty much exactly like standard boss pedals. Um, in the line, they've got a blues driver, a super overdrive, and a DM2 analog delay, which mm. was, I think, discontinued in 84 or something. Uh, way back, and it's highly sought after. So um, that's back on the market, which is awesome. That was their take on the Bucket Brigade analog delay. Yeah. Right? yeah. Very simple control, three-knob delay kind of thing, but people really love it. Mm. Uh, so that that's back on the market, which is cool. And the delay has an expression input and direct out options. So you have a wet out and a dry out, which right is what you had mentioned a minute ago. Yep. So all the pedals have a mini toggle near the LED uh, for standard and custom modes, as they call it. And the standard mode is just that. It's the kind of the standard mode of that that pedal, like a standard blues driver tone, for example. But I think it's kind of standard, but it's still running through the better components, basically. Yeah. And then the custom mode is kind of the same, but better, is, is what I could understand from it. It's It's like... Same, only better. It's kind of an expanded range on each knob or like some of the relationships of how the knobs work together changes depending on the pedal. So if you're into this for, I want that the sound of this famous boss pedal, but I'd also like it in a lower noise, kind of higher quality build, yeah. then I go for the standard. And then there's also a custom mode, which is a new kind of refresh on the circuit. Right, which is cool. I mean, it's nice to have those in one pedal. I bet I bet there was a time in some meeting where they considered putting these in separate pedals. But it's it's cool to have like the two options, I think. Cause you know, everyone knows what a blues driver sounds like and a super overdrive. And so those are really timeless pedals. And there's a time when, you know, you could be doing a thing and man, I really need a blues driver right now. You know, and that that's you could have this pedal and cover that territory and cover new territory mm-hmm. that the blues driver couldn't previously do. So, you used to have a blues driver, right? That what yeah, you used primarily? Yeah, it's definitely a usable distortion. It, it's kind of a medium gain deal. Um, I kind of I got off of the boss train after a little while. Like they were just yeah. This is is more much more what I would want. You know, like something right. with a higher build quality. It's a little bit more of a grown up kind of pedal, but at the same time, like I, I'm like these are still your standard boss design. So it has their standard switch, which is not a particularly awesome switch. You know, like the switches on most of these nice pedals that we're talking about, they have the metal stomp box switch. The ka-chunk. The ka-chunk switch. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Um, The boss (laughs) has that sort of dish on the top of the pedal that when you step on it, like the battery is under there. And then when you step on it, it hits this sort of plastic switch that doesn't have a real hard click to it. These are also all buffered bypass, which is also something I was getting rid of because, I mean, it's better because these are better component, you know, a better designed, higher quality boss pedal. So it's not quite as much of a tone suck having it in your signal chain all the time, but they are still in your signal chain all the time. So it's... um, I mean, the thing about the boss design of their enclosure, like, yeah, the switch isn't that great, but I think they're, the shape of boss pedals is good generally. Yes. Well, um, and, and they've obviously not needed to change it. Yes, and since, yeah, 1980-whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also tough as hell. Like, yeah, I've, that's right. I've had a number of boss pedals over the years, and I never had one die on me. They just, they, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> keep, the keep, the, keep the connectors clean every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. I've never had a problem with them either. But, you know, that that's how they... It's that kind of stuff, but then the sound quality until this sort of until the Wazacraft series, you know, they keep the prices down by using yeah. subpar stuff. I mean, I had I still have a handful of boss pedals around. You know, I'm sure I'll have them for years to come. I'd like to try one of these out though. The Blues Driver and the Super Overdriver each uh, 149, and the DM2 is 179, which you know that's pretty fair pricing. I would say it's pretty normal mid-tier pedal pricing. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I would consider this. Yeah, it's definitely a cut above Boss's usual um, quality level, you know, yeah. speaking in generalities, but seems good. For something like a DM2, I'd pay 179 bucks for that. Yeah, I think that's the most interesting one here. Analog delay in a, in a little pedal, what'd you say it was, 170 or something? 179? 179. I mean, how much is, how much is a DD7? Right, which is digital, you know, with their yeah. stereo outs and all this crazy fanciness. Sometimes you yeah. just want something with a repeat rate and an intensity knob, you know, and that's that's what we're looking at here. So yeah, I mean the DD series, like those are cool pedals, and they'll be around forever, also. But I mean, I remember when I was looking at delay pedals, I was like, holy cow, the DD seven is like way more expensive than any other Boss pedal out there. Mm-hmm. It's got yes. so many features and stuff, but it but does, yeah. This is the the real analog oh, thing with well, those chips. Here I am looking like an idiot. It's one sixty nine on Sweetwater. <laughs> oh really? The DD seven? Yeah. <laughs> well, that still puts it, you know, more expensive than a lot of other boss pedals, which are usually in the what, like a hundred and twenty kind of range or less. Yeah, I mean, I for what it's worth, I sold a DS one recently for twenty bucks. <laughs> so that should give you. <laughs> Uh, some, some idea. Okay. Uh, I think, <laughs> well, you know, I've got a, what it was worth. <laughs> I've got a, uh, phaser on the shelf over here. I think I got for a hundred phasers tend to be a little expensive too, compared to like drive pedals. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Check them out. Boss, uh, was a craft. Was a craft. Was a craft. They have a little stamp with a Japanese word on it. It's cool. Waza. It's Waza. Yeah. Waza. <laughs> Was uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I bet down. they hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up, Fishman. So, what's up with these guys? Yeah, what, what up with Fishman? So, this one uh, sent to us by Abe Hughes, who answered, yeah, you put, you answered the, the call, call answered the yeah. call for, for an extra. We wanted an extra news item in this. In this week's episode, and Abe comes at us with Fishman getting into electric guitar pickups. So the story goes that Fishman didn't really feel like he had anything to add to electric guitar pickups. Like this was kind of he had his own thing going on with acoustic with pickups acoustic and preamplification. Yeah, yeah, um, making really fancy acoustic and and um, you know otherwise active preamps and pickups for guitars and thir- 34 years without touching this. Uh, so now they've decided to get into electric guitar pickups. So suppose, you know, that, that means he must've found something that he actually thought he could do that was worth calling an innovation. So a um, little background, I guess we'll start with the way electric guitar pickups work. There is a, tiny little strand of copper wire that's very thinly insulated and it's wrapped and wound like thousands of times around a magnet. And basically the string interacts with the magnetic field of the magnet, which induces a current in those windings. And so the different number of times you wind it, the the different layers, things like that, different it's Different size, types of magnet, right, different, different shape magnets. Different shape yeah. and size magnets. These all give different tones. And so all That's these, why you see like on on uh, some like stacked humbuckers that have bar magnets versus pull pieces. Like Strats and Tellys have pull pieces, right? And, and humbuckers uh, underneath the covers have um, like screw pull pieces and magnet pull pieces. Mm-hmm. And depending on what the magnet's made out of, whether it's ceramic or what is what does El Nico stand for? Aluminum, nickel, uh, cobalt. I don't know. I should probably. I know think that. it's. A, I think it's aluminum, nickel, cobalt. Uh, depending on like the the type of 
you know, what, what the type of material the pickups made from it can sound a lot different. Like in my opinion, ceramic bridge pickups sound pretty crummy. <laughs> but Alnico sounds great. That's why I like Alnico blue speakers that you see around are mm-hmm. like a gajillion dollars. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Very fancy magnets. <laughs> so the, this process of winding pickups and stuff, you, you know, sometimes you'll see a company making them by hand or something, and there are different qualities that can be achieved with them, but it's it's a lot of variation too. Like even when you're putting these through a manufacturing process with machinery, there is differences to the way they come out and there's sort of a limit to how much you can actually control. And so if, when it's machine made, at least you can get them relatively close, you know, the, for, for the same design, one pickup to another will be pretty close sound wise yeah. and effect wise. There's sort of a black art, I guess. And they even use that phrase in this article, the black art of pickups to how they're um, trying to achieve different sounds. And it's sort of, they're guessing a little bit, you know, at least for a long time they were. And now we know so much about it because they've experimented so much that we know if you mm-hmm. wind this many more times, it'll change the sound in a and certain different way. gauge wire and all that right, stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. So what Fishman's done is they're creating windings in much the same way like you might do a printed circuit board. So they've got these insulating layers and they're basically laying the winding as traces in many, many layers. And so that means they've got, basically, they control the size of the trace, and then they control how many times they draw the trace, how many layers of it, and they can make it very, very precise and essentially computer control exactly the way these windings are going to come out. Because of the way they're doing it, they can also reverse the coil on the other side so essentially have like a stacked oh, okay. coil system, but when they reverse yeah. it on the other side, it can be exactly the same, only reversed. So Which you is have truly hum canceling. Exactly. Perfect hum canceling without mostly hum canceling and kind of distorting the frequency response a little bit. So they can create this perfect hum canceling. Uh, then they took it a step further and they went on to measure all these different magnets that were used, the different types, the different materials, shapes, and uh, kind of map them in 3D software, map their magnetic fields, and learn basically (laughs) what happens when you make a magnet out of this material and shape it this way, and what happens if you change that shape a little bit. And so they could design in their computers, okay, you know, they, they map all these things out and kind of measure the frequency response and the magnetic response and the tone that that pickup will have. And now they've basically got a graph where they can draw a tone into the graph and have the computer spit out, make the magnet out of this, shape it like so, and wind it this many times in this direction and this many times in a different direction or something. Man. And they can spit out like the tone that they want. And then to top it all off, they can even put more than one tone in the same pickup and put them on a switch. Right. So the, the demo that I saw from Sweetwater, they sent them like a Les Paul with uh, the classic humbuckers loaded into it. And basically you where you would usually have a coil tap on the tone pots where you push pull on the tone pot and yep. it'll split the coil. Instead of splitting the coil, you access the other sound. Right. So there are the other voice they call it. So with it, um, with the tone pot down, you have a vintage PAF, which is like you know, the widely sought after humbucker tone. Um, and then when you pull up, you have a clear, airy, chimey, which is much more like closer to P90-ish, but still really fat, like a mm-hmm. humbucker. So, but but they kind of like, it seems that like they increase the high end, but what they actually do is drop the low and the mids a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you have this like really strat-like sound, but you're in a humbucker yeah. slot, basically. So, yeah, I mean... Th- they've created this system for themselves where they can manufacture pickups and all these different variables that are normally left to experimentation and, you know, try and learn kind of things for other pickup Mm -hmm. manufacturers. They can isolate these variables and change one. You know, I want to change this variable to do this to the sound. And then the computer will either leave the others the same or it'll adjust the others so that you know, the sound doesn't change. Maybe I want to get this tone out of a different kind of magnet and how do I wind it that way? They have this they've this computer-controlled platform where they can basically make whatever they want and print out the pickup and it'll come out that way. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm excited because, about it. It's pretty amazing. 
they've got two humbuckers. They've got a classic humbucker and a modern humbucker. Uh, the the classic was what I mentioned before, the mm-hmm. PAF style. Uh, and then the modern one is still El Nico. Um, it's an El Nico 5 bar magnet style, though, instead of pull pieces. So mm-hmm. it's a little more aggressive, tighter sound. And then they've also got oh, They have a uh, neck a and a bridge coil. position for each of those, which have yes, kind of yes. different... Two, each, each of these pickups has two voices and... And then that that so that means four. So there's two classic humbuckers for neck and bridge, each with two voices. Although voice one is the same on those. Uh, and then the modern humbucker, again. Well, no, those have two d- different ones too. So yeah, modern then, active metal and crisp, clean, and fluid. Yeah, yeah. And then the strat sized. Yep, the strat sized one, which is like you said, totally hum canceling, which is awesome in a strat. Mm-hmm. Well, maintaining um, a single-coil single tone, so it's not like yeah, trading yeah. in uh, your single-coils for a humbucker just to get rid of the hum. So, voice one, vintage single-coil, clear, present, um, seamlessly fused with a sweet warmth. And voice two is a hot Texas single-coil, muscular, beefy, overwound tone. Yeah. And to top it all off, it wouldn't be Fishman if they weren't built with an active preamp that uh, pre, you know precisely loads the pickup the way it should be and gets all the all the nice juicy gooey tone out of it in this perfect clear way. So yes, they're active. And if you're like me, you hate the idea of having to put a battery in your guitar and worry about your battery life. So they've actually built it with a custom rechargeable battery that charges via mini USB or micro USB, whatever the little one. It will charge in a couple of hours, two or three hours or something. And they're claiming 250 hours of battery life. So the way they describe it is you could forget to unplug. Oh, it, it, the switch is on the jack, obviously. So it turns off when you plug your, when you pull the guitar cable out of your guitar. Uh, so you could forget to unplug your guitar cable, leave, leave it there for a week, go on vacation for a week and come back and you'll still have three full days of playtime before the battery's totally dead. <laughs> and it's got a little light on it that'll let you know like when you're within, I think, six to ten hours of playtime. Yeah. Which is still plenty, I mean. It's pretty great. Pretty, so pretty they're, cool. They're able to retrofit this into basically any guitar pretty easily. Um, yep. On most guitars, you will have to swap the jack because in order to work that on-off switch, you'll need a, a stereo, quote-unquote, a TRS jack. Because it'll have another connector to to uh, act as the switch. But I mean, that means though you don't have to modify your guitar. You don't have to drill. You don't have to put in a battery pickups. Yeah, this yeah. all fits, and it, it, it all fits like right in the existing cavities. And it comes with all the plastic pieces and all the hardware you need. Yeah. Pretty rad. It's called the. Uh, we didn't mention this. It's called the Fluence Fishman <laughs> Fluence pickups. Oops. Whoops. Fluence. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good idea. And Fishman is. If they say it sounds nice, we believe them. <laughs> yeah, they're no joke. They know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. They're not far from me here. They're just out at Andover. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I should just go knock on their door and be like, yo, I run this sweet podcast. Give me some pickups. <laughs> That'll work, right? Yeah. That's, I'm pretty sure that's how this works. <laughs> well, I'm excited and I'm actually excited for what's coming because when are you going to make one for my Telecaster? Right, yeah, that's the other thing. They don't have a tele shape yet. Yeah, that's surprising to me. I thought they would have done that like right out of the gate. Yeah, I'd love to have. I guess I'd love to have one that could have a tone similar to the one I already have, which is kind of a very. I was going to say, yeah. Would you be willing to give up what you have though? But these can have two (laughs) tones in one, so I'd love to have the one I have, which is a very tele, you know, very treble heavy pickup, but it's a humbucker. It's like a stacked coil. Um, with a pretty high output for a Telecaster, and then maybe another one that was more traditional Telecaster if I wanted to do something softer. Um, That would be a nice thing to have. So, Uh, onward. Onward. Do you want me to do it? We we, we, we marked off who was going to do each story, and we didn't mark this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it, because you got to... Okay. So, you know what I'm going to say. It's it's the Pedal Genie Hour. (laughs) Uh, You know... <laughs> we Should we, we do could less talk than an for hour? An, we could talk for an hour easy about <laughs> what we have accomplished with Metal Genie. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the podcast is being sponsored by Pedal Genie. It's true. And you've heard us talk about it before, but if you haven't and this is your first episode, first of all, welcome. And second of all, 
Go to your browser right now. Don't stop the show. We have technology we can listen and do at the same time. So go to the, go to your browser, go to pedalgenie.com and go to their list of pedals. And there's just all these pedals from from dozens and dozens of manufacturers and just start adding them to your wish list. And you'll be saying to yourself, but Justin, what is this wish list you're talking about? Well, don't worry about that right now. Just do everything I say. So keep adding pedals you, that you'd like to use and try out. And then pretty soon... I'm I'm going to give you the signal. And when I give you the signal, you're going to sign up. And when you sign up, one of these pedals is going to be mailed to your door. And you're going to get to try it out and play with it. For <laughs> on my mark. <laughs> Wait for Stay my on signal. Target. <laughs> so you're going to put on this. Target. You're going to put this. <laughs> You're going to put your wish list together. You're going to be staying on target. And then when I get the signal, you're going to sign up and your account's going to go active. They're going to mail the first pedal on your wish list to your door and you're going to get to try it out for as long as you want. It's like renting a pedal, except there's no late fees and no no day that you have to send it back. You can keep it as long as you want. For the first month, it's only a buck. So I challenge you to find something better than that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like... Before this, you, you could to try out a pedal was always such an ordeal. You had to like go to the shop, play. You know, you could bring your guitar, but you wouldn't really be in the best environment to try out mm-hmm. what you want to try out. And you can't try it on your rig unless you bring your rig in there, and then, and then that. you're that guy. Right? Don't be that guy. Yeah, that's worse than don't playing be. Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> the ultimate offense. <laughs> Stay on target. <laughs> But now, I mean, I get to try out all this stuff on my pedal boards and with my amps, with my guitars, for as long as I feel like. And it's fantastic. We can play with them. We can record them. We make little sound samples for you. Like this one. (laughs) (laughs) Little sound samples for you, the listener. (laughs) And it's Uh, the first month's only a buck and only $34.95 a month after that. And you're gonna but ha- wait, but, but wait, there's more. If Pedal Genie is just not enough for you, your insatiable appetite for trying out guitar pedals for as long as you want, sending them back whenever you're ready, no late fees. For you, there is Pedal Genie Pro, three pedals at the same time. Now, I, I know what you're thinking, that probably costs like a hundred dollars a month. That's what I was thinking, yeah, but you'd be wrong, <laughs> it's only $59.95 a month, yeah. That's a triple subscription for less than the price of two subscriptions. So pretty rad. That's a humongous discount. A huge, three pedals at a time. Huge Imagine value. All the cool stuff yeah. you could do with three pedals at a time. Yeah, you could. You could not own any pedals, and you could just rent three yeah. pedals from Pedal Genie, and that and have a three pedal large pedal board. And then every every week you send them back and get some new ones. Or every month. Or every month. Or every two months, because keep them as Whatever long as you, you want. want. No late fees. So this is when I would ask you what you had this week, but I know the answer is nothing. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just, I dawdled with that RoboTalk, and I didn't send it back until like two days ago. So I, I don't have another you one to talk about this week. jerk. Yeah, I'm a failure. Well, I get to talk about the all new, very, very new Seymour uh, Duncan 805 Overdrive, mm. which sounds like this. <laughs> as i sit here and like wait for the thing to happen <laughs> yeah that was so weird. this is seymour duncan you know they make pickups but they do make a handful of pedals and i've never tried one until now and this thing is pretty effing cool so this is their take on the tube screamer am i correct yes the the uh ts808 to be specific um it's basically just level and drive, and instead of a single tone knob, you've got a three-band EQ, which makes this infinitely more usable than a Tube Screamer, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, I'm the guy that doesn't really see the big deal about Tube Screamers. Sorry to burst everybody's bubble. They sound really I, good in the hands of somebody who has found that they sound really good on their rig. Yeah, uh, I know everyone uses them, and I know they've got a very distinct sound, and this definitely has that sound, um, but... I definitely enjoyed playing with the EQ to get uh, a little more. Like, it's still very tube screamery, but it's just a little something extra. It's, in it's my something opinion, besides that one characteristic mid-range honk that the tube screamer has. You yes. can you can find something else in there if you need it. 
Yeah. So the uh, drive knob goes lower and higher than the original 808, which is cool. Uh, So you can use it as a really transparent kind of just level boost, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or you can really add tons of gain. And then uh, level, I I just set this to kind of just around Unity or slightly above for my setup. And drive, I kept it like probably 2 o'clock or so. Anything more than that, and it got a little blatty on my setup. But um, because I kind of wanted to keep it a little like my guitar but louder. Yeah. And then with all the EQ at noon, it was very just tube screamer. And it sounded good. It sounded like a really good tube screamer if you're really into that. Um, for my money, I'm cranking the bass up pretty high. Oh, interesting. Uh, scooping the mids like just a little, like bringing the mids down to like 11 o'clock and then the, the treble up to like 1 o'clock or so. Hmm. For my ears, the mid-range control was the most wide-spanning sound. Like it, mm-hmm. it would... Totally well, that's, that's super of scooped of the tube screamer, right? It's a very mid rangey yeah. kind of effect. Yeah. Um, way down, it was incredibly scooped, or you could use it, crank it up a little bit. I mean, even at noon, it's very mid range heavy, like you're saying, but you could bring it up a little and then bring the bass up with it and kind of leave the treble where it is and have an awesome lead boost. Mm. It just really helps you cut through. And then you know, for the settings that I just mentioned, like with the drive around, probably between noon and three o'clock. Was it was a good like? Oh, hang on. Stand by. Stand by. My dad. Talk to him later. Sorry, dad. <laughs> Doing a show right now. Hey, dad, you were on the show. You were on the air. He'd be like, "What are you talking about? I don't know if my dad knows I do this." <laughs> so, my so dad's I, not a musician. So. I, I want. I would like to ask you about this pedal, and I'm thinking back to when we talk about the Palisades. Uh, when that product yeah. came out. Now, that's that was a essentially a Tube Screamer circuit with all the options set to rotary switches. So you could basically kind of tailor-make all the different yeah, versions that, of that Tube Screamer. Yeah, but that was like, right, the TS9, the 808, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And know. a lot of that was about the input filter, which is uh, to say basically the bass roll-off at the input, yeah. which is a big part of what makes the TS-808 sound like it does, or all the other Tube Screamers sound like they do, is where in the frequency range and how quickly does that bass roll off. So what I want to say to you is like when you're playing with that bass knob, you say you you liked turning it up quite a bit. And I would love to say like what frequency about is that at? But does that yeah. mean anything to you? Are you going to be able to tell me 100 hertz or 200 hertz or what yeah, is it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's also like I I liked the bass up kind of high on my telly. Okay. You know, which yeah. is like super jangly. Got room for that. Yeah, but like my PRS here, I kind of maybe would back it off a little bit. These the pickups in the PRS mm-hmm. are not the best example because they're not really typical humbuckers. But um, well, tell me like this: did, did it the range that that bass knob was working in was it adding thump or was it adding kind of like meat? Kind of meat, okay. I would say. So it's probably not super low. Like it's not going to make no, 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 it. It wasn't low, but like you know, the tube screamer has like such a cut to it. Yeah. Um, this this basically allowed you to have the cut still, but not like lose any of that, um, like that foundation. Mm-hmm. I guess let the guitar seem like it has a little more weight still. Yeah, uh, helped with sustain that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, the mid range control was just hugely variable, and then the other ones were were had lots of usable sounds on them too. But the mids was just really where this pedal is like where it lives, mm. you know? Um, so otherwise really cool build quality, um, nine to 18 volts, which is nice. Um, I just ran it at nine, but played well with my fuzz face, which is awesome. Cool. And, or uh, input output on the top instead of on the sides, which is nice. These nice and close. Oh in yeah. Let's stick them all right next to each other. And then there's a little, I was showing you this before the show, a little battery door on the back. Kinda so you don't have to open, open it up with yeah. just with your finger. So yeah, it's cool. I mean, I've never owned a tube screamer. Every time I've tried one out and borrowed one from a friend or whatever, I was kind of unimpressed and I figured, well, someone else could probably use this in a better way than I can, Mm. which is still true. But um, it's a great boost pedal, I would say. It's like really good to take an overdrive amp into... Yeah. like really high lead tones and stuff. That's that's how we do it at the studio a yeah. lot. Whenever I find myself using one of those, it's just put a little extra hair on that guitar solo kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It makes me think a lot about the uh, Walrus Audio Mayflower. 
that I had not too long ago. Uh-huh. Which was a really, you said, a really, really transparent very, kind of thing. Yeah, much lower gain than this, I think. Not much lower, but lower gain. Like it, when this maxed out and that maxed out, the 805 is a little higher gain. Yep. But um, I, if I was looking for this sort of overdrive, I would really want to look closely again at the Mayflower. Not that the Mayflower is a Tube Screamer style pedal. It's totally not. But but could be used for similar things. Yeah, it would kind of serve the same purpose like as a boost or a nice jangly rhythm tone, that kind of stuff. Mm. 805 cleaned up really well with the volume knob on your guitar. It's awesome. Cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yippee. I, I would sooner buy this over a real Tube Screamer, I'll tell you that right now. Huh. <laughs> Just because of this, this uh, the three band EQ. Yeah. So 140 bucks, not bad. Oh yeah, and you could cheaper buy it than a real tube screamer on eBay or something, right? Yeah. 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 And if you know the Palisades is great and everything, but that's 249. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, Palisades owners, how many sounds are you using on that thing? <laughs> That's a, I, that's a, that's I really a valid wonder. question, man. That's a valid question. I mean, it's, that's a lot of what you're paying for in that pedal. And if you're using them, power to you. I hope you are. Yeah. So how about like the, uh, the Palisades, let's, let's have the, the guys there make like a Palisades Junior where for yeah. 179, you call them up and tell them, you say, okay, I tried out the Palisades. These are my settings. Build me a pedal that. without the switches, build it hard set to this, and just leave me, you know, the, the normal three controls input output. That's tone. an incredible idea. Right? And for <laughs> cheaper, and they'll still, you know, that that's still a fair price for a really good pedal, you know? And they'll yeah, make a yeah. custom tube screamer to your Palisades oh, found specifications. Oh man. That's a good it's idea. Probably labor intensive. I'm I'm not a I'm not that kind of businessman. I don't think Earthquaker is either. So anyway, check it out. If you go to pedalgenie.com, you can try out the Seymour Duncan 805 Overdrive. And when you get there, tell them you heard about it on the Tone Control. Yeah, we will love you very, very much. Indeed. Mm -hmm. And so will Pedal Genie. Pedalgenie.com. All your pedal wishes granted. That's the tag that we left That's out. It. I had to like lift up the pedal to read the business card <laughs> on the back of it. I was like, is he going to do it? I better get to it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. All right. Oh my God, the buzzing. Sorry. I know. My, <laughs> my phone is like stuck to the magnetic board right above my laptop here. It's telling me that Pro Guitar Shops just uploaded a, a new demo video. Mm. What could it be? Oh, what have we here? Ramble Effects Marvel Drive. Is it like watch, the Avengers in a pedal? No, it looks like a Marshall. Oh. Can you? I don't know if you can see this. <laughs> I can see that it has Marshall you colors. See it's got Marshall, Marshall knobs on yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a looks tube cool. screamer with Marshall knobs and a, and a brass <laughs> face. Yeah. Dual blended volume cane controls simulates vintage 59 slash 87. Marshall see, folks, Plexi. what you're listening to right now is why this podcast happened. This sort of stuff appears <laughs> yeah. in Derek's email and he disappears I'm, into I'm a be wonderland. Like, hey, man, you've seen the Ramble FX Marvel drive? And you'd be like, no, what the hell are you talking about? Live on the air, a news item is generated. No clipping diodes. Interesting. JFET design with four gain stages. Well, guess what we're talking about next time? Well, we've already talked about it. We just mumbled about it. <laughs> yeah. There's, oh, there's a little tiny presence knob. All right. Oh, that's so cute. Okay. We'll see if we can do that head-to-head with the SL drive. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Or the, the Catalan bread, dirty little secret. Yeah. Money. Oh, the triple that was a cool threat. pedal. Hmm. Hey, we got one last news. I- well, we got another Two. news. <laughs> I added I added a news item to the end at the very last second, but we got one last news item in earnest. Yes. Uh, the Les Paul Custom Classic Light. It's the diet, diet version. Diet. Uh, uh, I was just asking oh, someone pretty. recently if they make the custom classic still because I'm a super like mega fan of the Les Paul Custom, as many people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not interested in having a nine and a half pound guitar. So yeah, that's the thing I always hate about Les Pauls is the weight. Yeah. So and they've been weight relieving Les Pauls for many years and stuff. 
Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd whatever. The the custom classic back I don't know a couple of years ago was like a trimmed down version of a custom. It like only had top binding, but it was still seven ply, and some other stuff that was just kind of left out because really it's all just looks at that point. But it still had really a lot of the nice appointments that mm-hmm. a custom has. So this is the custom classic uh, like from a few years ago, but it's light, and that means that this has the traditional weight relief pattern, the nine hole Swiss cheese weight relief that they've been doing for a little while now mm-hmm. in the mahogany. And then they put the maple cap over that. Uh, what makes this really interesting is check out again, check out that skinny body. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this profile view. Are you seeing this? Mm-hmm. It's like SG thin. Yep. It is yep. so thin. And you're thinking, wait a minute, you know, you know, Les Pauls are like two inches wide, right? That's that's a lot of guitar. And they're weight relieving this. Yeah, this thing's got to weigh nothing. I want to try one of these out so bad. It's the body is basically as wide as the the jack plate. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see that there? It's like only wide enough to hold pots, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Boy, this so, is a beautiful cut of wood. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. So uh, vintage sunburst, I guess, is what their this color is called. It it looks like it's just got the it's got the black from the sunburst around the edge. And then mm-hmm. the inside is just totally, or the, like the a, middle face is, is like a natural, it's like an aged natural wood. It's, it's awesome. Oh. It's good. And it's not a flame maple top. So you're not paying extra for that. It's just like a nice yeah. plain top. It's um, a natural mahogany back and neck. Um, wow. That's pretty with the block inlays. Yeah. I would love to have it in silver hardware instead of gold. I just don't like yeah, gold. Me too. But, but um, so this has a two volume single tone and then a mini toggle where the other tone would be for coil tapping, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. They've been doing that on a few guitars. I still kind of think I would prefer the two and two layout with a push pull for a coil tap, but or push push or something. But you like to mix I mean, two different tone levels. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm finding on my PRS here, that's got two and two, two volume, two tone. That in the middle position, which I really love the sound of the middle position, um, I'm trying to be more proactive about riding the tone control, (laughs) 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 about riding the tone knob while I'm playing guitar, because like that's a really, for me anyway, previously untapped market. Mm -hmm. And if you watch the pros, they're all constantly on the the volume and the tone knobs, and that's really where a lot of your playing is. And I'm noticing I'm using my volume knob or my volume pedal. Much less mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Well, okay. So about but, so, about like coil tapping and stuff. Like having it on a switch makes it a little easier to use. But if you're going to have it on a knob, you got to go with push push, not push pull. Yeah, the, the that's like true. pen cap style knob, like yep. where you tap you it once and then it. yeah, it's it's like a ratcheting switch. Oh, that's just so much easier to deal so the, with. So the other thing pull. is like if you had two push pulls, you could do like neck single coil bridge humbucker. This one, it's splitting both pickups. Well, it says it's a three-way switch. So what? Does it? Yeah. No, it's, it's a three-way it's a mini, toggle. Oh, it's the so mini toggle maybe three-way. Maybe switch. Uh, maybe one or, t- tap one out other? one at a time, and then have one where they're both not okay. tapped. Well, I mean that's still not as not as usable as having both yeah. combinations available. That's true. That's true. But it's hey, it's the light version, right? And they they're not exactly. just talking about the weight, I guess. Anyway, this has uh, the Gibson 490R in the neck, which is a non-Nico two, and the 498T in the bridge. Uh, position, which is a Nico five. So very uh, standard Gibson pickups and MSRP on this is 2,400, which is, you know, kind of standard fare. So is that going to get us a little below or at 2000 in the store? Probably, Probably. something like which that. is, I mean, if I was like in the market for a Les Paul again, yeah. like I think I might check this out. It's, I'd love to try one out. I would love, so I bet thin. I would love that thin body and being so light. I bet I would, yeah. that would really do it for me. Too bad the price isn't lighter, but hey. <laughs> yeah, but you don't, want, those, uh, you don't want it to be garbage either. True. It's got those sweet metal keystone tuners, like the tulip keys. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love those. Like my, my PRS here has like the vintage green keys mm-hmm. in that same shape, but the metal ones just, oh. <laughs> oh. Beautiful. Yeah, so check it out. Les Paul Custom Classic Light. <laughs> All Spelled right. the right way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're coming to near the end of our program, but I snuck something into the end here. It 
It's a link. Build your own clone. Has everybody heard of Build Your Own Clone? It's a company that makes effects pedals and effects pedal kits. I think mostly what they sell is kits, but I think you can buy them uh, pre-assembled sometimes or all the time for a... I think some of their more popular designs you can buy They'll have pre-assembled ones. There's, they have a lot, a lot of different models, um, and they're pretty affordable, and they're really cool to get into if you're interested in learning about circuits and soldering. Um, really clear directions. They even have some starter kits that are like, one of them's like just a basic line boost um, that has very few components, and it's like, if you've never soldered before and you want to increase your confidence before you try something with maybe some some expensive parts on the line... Or lots of parts. Or lots of parts. Yeah, something with a bigger investment. You know, you try this and get into it. So I think they're really nice. I've actually built a few. Um, I built a couple for my dad, and and I've got an optical compressor down here. It was from one of their kits. So far, I mean, I really like it. They're definitely, you end up with a, a true bypass pedal. There's a lot of different circuits to choose from, and um, I think they work out really well, frankly. I mean, they're not... Whoa. They're they're good. I think you end up with like a mid level effects pedal that that is good. It's not going to be noisy or break easily. It's going to be true bypass, and it'll have a decent circuit in it. Um, maybe and, not as sorry. fancy as something that you can get from one of the top manufacturers, but um, but you built it yourself, and that's yeah, cool. Yeah, pre drilled enclosure, like all the hard work is done for you. Uh, the parts yeah, you, are all you can picked paint out. it whatever you want. And yeah, yeah, it's you fun. can paint I mean, the enclosure if you want to. So. Um, Oh, sorry, backtracking just a sec. Yep. Some of their um, starter kits, you can get a whole starter kit that includes like a multimeter and a soldering iron. Even you can buy everything you need. Oh, from cool! Them to That's get started. new. Yeah, I think it's like 120 bucks. You can get a, a pedal kit and all the tools you need. Wow! So this is really cool, and and I I recommend it. This is something like I got into soldering and stuff a few years. Well, I guess quite a few years ago, but I, I kind of got back into it and actually started building some things and, and I've done some other stuff with amps and microphones and stuff since then. So, um, I thought about doing this. I think this is cool. It, you know, you, you'll end up coming away from it with kind of, with some basic repair skills, even who knows, maybe <laughs> probably I should say one of your first pedals isn't going to come out right. And you're going to have to diagnose the problem which is yeah. simultaneously one of the hardest things that you'll have to do when you work on circuits and um, one of the most educational experiences because you'll and really, that's when you learn. satisfying. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, you'll be so frustrated and then, you know, you'll, you'll get help <laughs> on, the, on the web forums and stuff and eventually you'll figure it out and then you'll be like, ah, I, I get this circuit. I get what's going on here in a way that I wouldn't if I hadn't run into this problem. So mm-hmm. it, it, when you hit those frustrations, those are good. Okay, but... Why did I actually put this item on here? They've got a new kit. It's in the overdrive category, and it's called Silver Pony. Anybody got any guesses? Uh, (laughs) The BYOC Silver Pony is based on the Silver Era Klon Centaur. The Silver Pony incorporates the exact same pop-free buffered bypass system as the original. Normally, we remove buffered bypass from the circuits we clone in favor of true bypass, but the buffer in this circuit is actually very nice, so we kept it. One of the things that, that the Klon is famous uh, for. When I was learning a little more about the Klons not too long ago, I was alarmed to learn they were all buffered bypass. Mm-hmm. And now the new ones that uh, Bill Finnegan is making, that's his name, right? Bill Finnegan? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Um, he's making them again now. There's still an extremely long waiting list and all that crap, but... Uh, it's uh, he's got a switch on the side for you to go buffered or true bypass because that was a big demand for people. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's a kit, and uh, they're out of stock right now, so I can't see the price. Last night, when I, I can see the price, well, but doesn't it say like from three dollars to twenty four or something? Yeah. Okay. That oh. I do not believe that that is correct. Um, I do not either. When I looked at this last <laughs> night, the item had just gone up. This actually came to me from the. Uh, Pro Guitar Shop newsletter, and oh, I clicked I on it, that? and I know, I know, when I clicked on it last night, it was still active, and I think this kit was basically a hundred dollars if you include the oh. knobs, um, and and you can choose different knobs. Like there's a few options, including the Klon, like the fourteen hundred style knobs, which is sort of a flat plastic with a pointy edge. Yeah. 
um, so that you'll have the knobs that look like the Klon knobs, but actually fit onto this pedal. I would love to do this. I'm really interested. Um, probably can't get permission from the wife to spend $100 on something I don't Well, also, you've got to wait for this thing to come back That's in right. stock. And I think I think Pro Guitar Shop's newsletter basically just put them out of stock last night. So <laughs> I'm on I'm on the, uh, the BYOC Build Your Own Clone homepage here, and the very first thing on the slider, the Silver Pony is here. Buy three, get one free, August 1st through the 31st. Add any four kits to your cart. Oh wow! And you, Build your and own you, bundle. You, that's an awesome that's cool. deal. That's an awesome deal. Yeah. Wow. There, there oh, are man. definitely kits here that I have always wanted to build and never had the time. And at this point, where I'm not like actively playing guitar all the time, there's no way I can justify it. Like I said, but hey, if somebody wants I, to, I thought about pick after one. I get married, like to get you know learn how to solder and what's going on with this. And I was looking at their kits and stuff, and now like this is. I don't know how complicated a circuit like this is, but if it's not terribly complicated, this is the thing to try. <laughs> it says difficulty is medium. Uh, if you'd never done anything before, you definitely want to try some other stuff first. Yeah, um, looking would. at the zoom-ins on the board, this is probably on the order of about as complicated as the phaser that I built. It's not too bad. It's definitely something I could take care of in a couple of hours, two or three hours. Um, you know, I put on some Doctor Who and get soldering it's kind of how i would go to town how i do it i want to i can't wait to the reviews come in on this because yeah. like you see a lot of people reviewing their their build of like the big muff for example mm-hmm. um and people can say oh i you know people who know a little bit more i tweaked this or that and that's how i got sound x basically um i'm really interested to see how these go oh i have the uh instruction manual here yeah so you can see how uh, how great their instructions are really easy to follow I'll tell you what, I can't put money into this to, to buy it and build it for you, the audience, but if anybody wants to buy us one and send it over to me and I'll build it and we'll record some and I'll send it over to Derek and he can try it out and we'll put it on the show and then we'll send it back to you. How's that sound? And then and then we'll like maybe keep it a little too long and get <laughs> keep, you really mad. Keep it a little bit too long, <laughs> but we'll eventually send it back to you and then you'll have a, you'll have a BYOC Silver Pony clone copy. Um, yeah, these instructions aren't bad. I mean, it's it's very much like Legos. It's like step six and like uh, add the aluminum electrolytic capacitors. Uh, they are polarized, meaning blah 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 blah. And they like meaning go the on black to side goes on this side. Don't mess it up yeah, or they, it'll blow up. They explain like what's what is happening and why you need to do things yeah. in a certain way. They, they assume basically the no entry knowledge. Um, they'll explain everything. They assume you know how to solder, but I think there's probably still a thing right in the front, like you'll want to heat the pieces like this and then flow the solder yeah. on. They'll kind of little have little pictures and uh and then what's also really cool is like on the the PCB here, you know, here's they they highlight in red, this means this, and like this yeah. is where part number blah 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 goes here and it's very clearly yep. marked. It's it's a great, great way to learn about circuit building and about components and, and um it's a cool hobby. And and really very good value. Like you pay for these parts in the pre-drilled case, you end up with a great pedal for a hell of yeah. a lot less than you could buy it for pre-made. So. Even some of it looks like on their homepage, some of their more popular uh, pedal clones are coming. You can choose to buy a powder-coated silk-screened oh, enclosure. Neat. That's new too since I was last yeah. year. Okay, well this this was supposed to be a little like note at the end of the show, and we ended up talking about it because that's the way we do. Boom. Yeah. If you've got nothing else, I've got nothing else. I've got nothing else. But I'm totally uh, serious. If some if somebody in the audience wants to buy a silver pony kit, send it over to me. I'll build it for you and we'll 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 play with it ourselves for a little while and put it on the show, but we'll send it back to you. I promise. Pedal genie style. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. In reverse. Yeah. All right. So let's let's wrap things up. Where where do we want people to let's 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 pick a target. This episode, do we want do we want to add Facebook followers? Do we want to add Twitter followers? I want to add some Twitter followers. Okay, we need more Twitter followers. So we need our army of Twitter followers, or or wherever else. We need you to share the show. It's at the Tone Control on Twitter, and mm-hmm. you know that there's some guitar enthusiasts and gear enthusiast friends of yours that don't know about it yet. So spread the word, and let's see if we can boost that up a little bit. Right on. So, and then uh, Facebook and 
Yeah. The website, the, everything Facebook, else is there. Tonecontrolshow.com. So. Send us an yep. email directly if you're not into the whole brevity thing. <laughs> Tonecontrolshow at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, that's all I got, man. Yeah. So, so pe- 20 you know, it's, in the yeah, can. 20 in the can. And thanks to Pedal Genie again. Pedalgenie.com. Do it up. Remember what I told you. Stay on target. Oh, wait. What Did you give him the, give him the mark? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time, people. Push go, go on your account. Push go on your account. Start oh, the joy. All this time. <laughs> <laughs> they were all waiting there with their finger on so the it's mouse. It's like when you, like when you leave your treat on your dog's nose. <laughs> you Walk away. To go to work. Go. <laughs> uh, oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right. Hey, that was pretty good. We got that. We're we're, we're getting back in stride here. Yeah, this is fun. Okay. Well, we'll see y'all next time. See ya. Peace.